now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift Vieira's Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. If you've got a thirst for knowledge that never quits, Brightside podcasts are just what you need. Whether you're into recent discoveries, space exploration, true stories, or useful tips for self-improvement, psychology, gadgets, or just your day-to-day routine, there's something for everyone. Imagine for a moment that you're lost in an underground cave. You have no food, but plenty of fresh water to sustain you. There's a catch, however. Your partner, who's gone for help, hasn't returned for a few days now, and you're quickly running out of breathing air. This is the true story of Zisco Gracia's dangerous ordeal in the Spanish caves. Gracia is a 56-year-old geology teacher in Mallorca a beautiful island in Spain. Lush greenery covers the land there, and lots of tourists find this place incredibly attractive as a resort. To him, though, the underground world has always been more appealing than what's above. Gracia has spent many years as a scuba diver in the caves that make a huge network beneath Mallorca. Almost every weekend he takes his gear, calls on one of his diving partners, and goes on another underground adventure mapping the mysterious hollows of the island. It was to be just another routine dive for him and Guillaume Mascaro on April 15, 2017. Gracia prepared for the expedition as thoroughly as usual, even for such a skilled and experienced scuba diver as he is. Underground caves pose a real threat if not taken seriously. Either of the divers had four tanks of air on them, each designed to last an hour. That should have been enough to get them inside Cova de Sa Paquita, a cave with lots of chambers 130 feet deep and about 3,300 feet from the entrance to the network. It took them an hour of swimming underwater to get to their destination. Gracia stayed at the entrance to pick up geological samples, while Mascaro went a bit further to explore a nearby chamber. Everything was going according to their schedule. They still had plenty of air to swim around and safely get back. But then, the unimaginable happened. First, as the two divers were exploring the chambers, they accidentally bumped into each other at an intersection and stirred the silt on the bottom of the cave. The visibility became zero almost in an instant, and they couldn't see each other in the cloudy water. But that was far from the worst. You see, cave divers always have a roll of string with them that they tie at the entrance and leave behind them as they go inside. It acts as a guideline. This way, they always know how to return to the surface. The string is sturdy because it has to endure a lot of friction. But that day, something went terribly wrong. Barely able to find their way around, Gracia and his partner oriented by touch but couldn't find the guideline. This was a bad sign. Silt wasn't going to lie down soon, and they spent another hour trying to locate the line, but all was in vain. It was apparently severed by falling rocks somewhere along the way back. The situation was growing desperate. By this time, 
They barely had enough air in their tanks to get back to the surface with the line intact. But without it, they had no chance to get out alive together. In one of the chambers, there was an air pocket where they could take off their breathing masks and talk. They discussed their options and came to a difficult but necessary conclusion. Only one of them would go back, while the other would remain in the caves and wait for help. They decided that Mascaro would be the one to go. He was thinner and needed less air, while at the same time Gracia had more experience breathing carbon dioxide-rich air of the caves. Mascaro did not want to leave his friend behind, all alone and with no supplies. But he understood that they had no other choice. He was their last hope for survival. So he agreed with the plan. They looked at the map and drew another route for Mascaro to follow. It was longer, but if there indeed was a rockfall where they had come from, he could find himself in a dead end. The biggest problem with this new route was the lack of a guideline. Mascaro could easily get lost, and then they were both doomed. But then again, it was their only chance. At last, they said their goodbyes, and Mascaro left for help. Gracia, in the meantime, set out to explore the chamber where he would have to wait for his partner. It was spacious, as it turned out, and there was enough air for him to last for some time. There was also drinkable water. On the surface, it was fresh enough to be consumed. Brackish, yes, but at least it was something. Finally, he found a flat rock that stuck from the underwater lake and was able to get out of the water and have some rest. He took off his equipment and started waiting. Now, you might remember that Mascaro had only enough air on him to get him out alive, and that would have normally taken him a little over an hour. Gracia was counting on that, and that help was soon to come. But still, he realized that rescuers would have to spend some time searching for him and then getting him out. So he turned his light off to save it for when he really needed it. But something went wrong again. Hours passed, and still there was no news from his friend. Situation was growing desperate for Gracia. He had some drinking water, of course, but the air in the cave was getting sparse, and even at the beginning of his ordeal, it was too high on CO2. His head was aching, and he couldn't even get to sleep because of the poisoned air. The worst began when he started seeing things that weren't really there. At some point, he thought he heard bubbles of air springing to the surface of the lake, as if there were a diver about to emerge. He also saw lights reflecting from the walls of the cave. Elated, he thought he was finally saved, but when he turned his head, he saw nothing. The chamber was as dark and empty as ever. His brain was playing tricks on him. He was hallucinating. Gracia didn't really know how much time had passed, since he had been left alone underground, but it felt like days. He was already losing any hope. But then it returned to him in a flash. There was a rumble from above, and this time it wasn't a hallucination. Mascaro really made it out alive, and he must have brought help. At first, Gracia thought the rumbling was a sound of oxygen tanks being filled with air. But soon he realized they were trying to drill the rock to get to him from above. He was happy. They'd come, they'd have him rescued. And then, the sound vanished. The cave went quiet again. Gracia couldn't believe his ears. 
his rescuers must have faced an obstacle they couldn't get past. He wasn't going to survive after all. Scared and confused, these were the darkest hours for Zisco Gracia. His last flashlight was at its limit, and he knew he wouldn't be able to get to the drinkable water in the dark. So he just sat there and contemplated his fate. As he was thinking about how his life would end, he suddenly heard a sound again. The air bubbles in the water. He didn't get too hopeful at first, discounting it as another hallucination. But soon, he saw a diver's light getting closer and closer. No trick of mind that. Someone was really coming for him. He sprang to his feet and stared into the water. At last, a human figure emerged on the surface. It was his old friend and another diving partner, Bernard Clamor. Gracia jumped into the water and gave his rescuer a hearty hug, while the man was asking if he was okay and saying how he had been afraid something had happened to him. It turned out that Gracia really spent more than 60 hours in the cave. Guilla Mascarol safely found his way out and immediately gathered a search party, but the visibility in the caves was so poor that they spent too much time getting their bearings. At some point, the rescue team decided to drill through the cave rock and at least get some provisions to the poor man down below. Yet they didn't manage to do that either. Finally, they made a hard decision to wait for a day until the water clears from the mud and then go after Gracia. This was how they found the man. It wasn't the end for him, though. He had to stay there alone again while Claymore went back to the team and informed them of his success. It took eight more hours for Gracia to finally see the light of day again. But, as he himself said, they were eight happy hours. After more than two days in full isolation, without food and with only poisoned air to breathe and barely drinkable water to sustain him, Zisco Gracia was a free man again. Today, two years after the ordeal, he's still alive and well and continues exploring the caves underneath Mallorca.